most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Race Hour, brought to you with our friends at gambling.com. And for the first time this season, all the way through to the Junk Preview Night and beyond, we are delighted to say we're now sponsored by BetMGM. Demo Nolan is here. BetMGM on board, Demo. Hello, Dino. Yeah, fantastic news. They're uh, they're one of the, the big dogs over in the US and they're properly launching now in the UK. They're sponsoring this weekend, as uh, as Tanya informed us pre, pre-recording. Big weekend so- for them, yeah. Big weekend big and a weekend. big season ahead, yeah. So hopefully we can uh, we can deliver a few winners against them, please, God. Hey, anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast last week will know that I said all the racing be up. So I hope they get you know a little bit of luck. Like there's a lot of frost around. This doesn't. I think what was that? What was the line I came out with? There was wasn't a, a a cover on planet Earth that could save the racing. But I think you know Stephen Stephen put me right. So maybe they'll get a bit of luck. Hopefully they do. And um, do check out all the all the uh, latest offers with BetMGM. All, all the details on the screen, of course. Bet ten get forty, and they're the home of the daily racing groups. So we'll have lots more from them coming during the season. Um, Dermo, delighted to say that this week we've got brought Mr. Cass back. Stephen Cass, you're here again. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've gone to me first. Or, oh, no, you went to Dermo. Sorry, yeah, I was surprised Always there. Always Dermo first, always. And you've, put, and you've put me on with a grown-up as well, so I'm really feeling part of the gang now, seven or eight years in, or however long we're doing it, so I'm finally on. <laughs> someone with a, to is not me or Dem. That's pretty Someone clear. with a bit of gravitas. That's it. That's very yeah. harsh and poor Paddy. That's very, very <laughs> harsh. Oh, God, Paddy Asper. Yeah, well, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah, back Yeah, next 100%. Week. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Tanya Stevenson who's back on. Tanya, how are you? Yeah, very well indeed. Really looking forward to the chat. I think racing will be on this week. Uh, the, well, the forecasts are really contradictory, so I won't be confident, but the, they uh, raise the temperatures a lot earlier than they thought. So Friday they raise, so maybe Saturday and Sunday will be luckier than we think. Yep. Well, let's let's hope so, because yeah. there's some good stuff on this weekend. It'd be great to, to get it all along. We've had some good racing uh, since we last spoke, of course, on here. And uh, we tried to find a few winners. I want to talk about some of the ones that went on because this week's edition, this earlier edition in the week of the race out, is going to be all about the Novice Hurdle Division with Cheltenham just eight weeks away. Can you believe that? Not too long. Um, so we're going to cover, of course, Supreme, Ballymore. We're going to do a bit of the Albert Barlett. We're going to touch on the trap, see if there are any anti-post picks we should pull out of the ether right now. Um, so that's what we're going to do. But before we do that, we normally have a little catch up. Don't I know you wanted to... Um, to, to maybe highlight something that happened on social media. There was a Ferrari around it. Uh, Mr. Callum in his tweet. Yeah, yeah, an absolutely moronic tweet. It, it, it really was. And as um, Alex from AK Bets said, it was very funny because they spent their whole time denying that it was bullying. And then Neil Callan's tweet pretty much confirmed that it was, in fact, bullying. And mm. that, you know, he basically said for anyone that somehow missed it, that, you know, if it was a male rather than a female, would it have got as much attention? 100% it would have. Definitely would have. There's absolutely no doubt at all. It was the fact that it went on so long it is why this case has kind of stuck on so much. But, like, it is just, like, absolutely ridiculous altogether. And the worst part of all of this, Dean, is that the case is over. Robbie Dunn has served his time. Maybe his lack of contrition was wanting, but he served his time. It, it's, from his point of view, this isn't even about him it's the really disappointing continued reaction from senior jockeys such as Neil Callan etc and plenty of others to this trying to bury it trying to make out nearly that you know Bryony was precious 
horse racing just needs to realize these people need to realize it. it's not the 1950s anymore football and every other sport has moved on from this thing you know in the 80s young footballers used to clean the senior players boots and then it was decided that you know that wasn't right really to have them around that environment football moved on every other sport has moved past this prehistoric way of locker room banter and all this sort of stuff everyone is every sport is trying to move past this and most of them have for some reason jockeys seem to think that this is still the 1950s and that <laughs> The behavior of that is completely okay. And it just has really annoyed me. It, it, the, the continued thing is that poor O'Brien seems to just take it. And the article from David Walter was excellent. And like, it's just incredible that this is still going on. She's still being treated the way that she is. Her rides have dropped off massively. Um, and it's just, it's incredible. And like, the final point on this is that I keep reading from these middle-aged men basically on twitter saying oh i've heard i've heard though the briny frost was a, a bit precious and you know she she's she, she wasn't easy that doesn't matter in a bullying case we've all worked with people that we didn't like and that's normal part of life i don't know anything about briny i've spent more time with lionel messi i say than i have with briny frost but it doesn't matter what where how personally someone likes someone or doesn't like someone the bullying case happened there was witnesses on briny's side that worker at market raising who heard the the abuse she took from Robbie Dunn. The argument that Bryony Frost, oh, she was precious and, and this and that. I read plenty of them. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. This is a bullying case. And the PJA having Neil Callan on their board is ultimately very embarrassing now. And it's absolutely ridiculous. We spent so much time talking about how horse racing can uh, bring in a new audience. We've way too much to fix internally before we start talking about that. And this is one of the major ones, Dean. It really is. Fair, fair. I thought it was an absolutely moronic tweet. You got loads of stick for it, left it up for what best part of a day and a half, and then and then and then suddenly it's gone. But yeah, did feel the the article that came out as well around uh, Brian and the rides dropping off. Hey, look, it's a it's a nasty situation. Fair play for uh, for weighing in on it, Demo. I know that's another podcast, but that's what you did. Um, fair enough. Okay, look, I did before we do get stuff into the um. Novice head of division, uh, you know, eight weeks out from from Cheltenham. Uh, anyone wanted to pick out anything from the weekend? I had one horse I wanted to talk about. I think there might be a bit of disagreement about it, but I don't mind. That's all good. Uh, was there an eye catcher for you, Stephen, from the weekend? No, not not really an eye catcher with the view down the line. No, it was good racing in its own right. Um, I thought that that Bill Joyce of John Joe Neal in the bumper was plenty green at Warwick. I'd say he has mm. lots of ability. John Joe's quite good when he gets a good bumper horse. So he could be one to watch, maybe for the entry bumper or something like that. Um, I thought uh, Gallia Delato ran a lovely race and she will <clears throat> probably be on a mark now that would sneak her into uh, a Grand National. And with the ground, a little bit of cut they'll have at entry. Uh, I think she'd have a chance in a National if she could get into a rhythm. That would kind of be the two I would take away. Yeah, it was a good flag from you on the uh, previous pod to put her up. Obviously, only just coming up short, but ran an absolute uh, belter. Demo, anything your side? Uh, yeah, uh, mystical power I thought was outstanding, uh, but obviously we'll talk about him more in the novice hurdle division. Um, but I also thought that Banbridge was that was one hell of a reappearance. Um, he'll only improve for that if the ground is good in the Ryanair. As much as I've been stage star all season, um, I'd be struggling now to to move away from Banbridge if the ground was good. So he's the kind of horse. That you know, you'd wait for a, a shorter price on the day, knowing that he that he has his right ground. Because once he has that ground, he's electric, and mm. he's a Cheltenham Festival winner before as well. And yeah, Dean, I, I 
I really liked what he did. Really, really liked Very it. Very good. Uh, previous friend of the podcast, Coach JJ Slevin, was on board and um, was very complimentary afterwards. I think they expected it to run well. You might have surprised him even a little bit just how forward and everything was 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 good in, in Bambridge um, camp. So fair play to them. Definitely one for taking forward. Tanya, what did you make of the weekend? Was there anything that stood out to you? Um, obviously, you put up a nice winner on gambler.com, Sam Brown. Fair play. Uh, nice price and went and got the job done. Uh, handicap just about right to get it done but that might not be the one you're going to talk about no i really did like the weekend what we found out obviously uh maybe that venetia's out of form now it proves it on the stats the percentage of her strike rates has gone out it'll come back it's just all cyclical horse that i'd like to, a couple of horses i'd like to point out first of all an obvious one in caliph de burley uh the poor nichols runner that looked a, a huge machine didn't it and it has been pointed out yeah there'll be an entry at Cheltenham, but it's unlikely to go there. This was ball for the Gold Cup, so maybe look, uh, start rattling people's cages and ask for the odds in future Gold Cups because that probably will win a Gold Cup. It it just looked, it treated hurdles of contempt. I like to fly, flag up a horse that got not really placed even. Um, the race that was won by Uncle Phil, I thought St. Wah ran a superb race in behind, absolute superb race in the fact that it kept getting, making mistakes and yet still ploughed on. And looking at St. Wa's CV, he's got an excellent record at the Cheltenham Festival, been there three times and been in uh, the winner's enclosure and placed on a couple of occasions. Interesting entries come the Dublin Festival. I sense that he could even place at the Dublin Festival, but look out for St. Wa at the Cheltenham Festival. I'd like an each way at the Dublin Festival, wherever he turns up, because that was a brilliant run by him. And certainly there is my eye catcher, St. Right. I don't think he, he was entitled to get as close as he was, um, but he did. And I really loved him. Music to the ears of Stephen Cass and Devon Nolan. have been waxing about St. Why it's going to come together. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a plan in a foot, I would imagine. That horse grand annual. That. Grand annual. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. They'll get in there. Uh, in good order, you would imagine, and then the, the money would flow. That's what you're looking for. Could, could, go, yeah, could go plays either, definitely. You know, could. Like his, his best could. one last season yeah. was at Aintree over two. Uh, and two half. four, yeah, 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 fair. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't dismiss him though at the Dublin Festival because he could just get into the frame there. Mm. Um, it doesn't. It, it could be really highly well. Oh, you can't call him highly tried because he runs in great ones. So, <laughs> but he could just find himself because they'll all cut each other's throats out in front. They just bundle out in front and he'll just come through for a place. Yep, yep. Happy days, Samuel on the list. Um, I thought, and I know he, I know he went off 11-4 to favourite for the Lanzarote, but in Jose Toir, I thought, ran a massive race. Oh, yeah. um, and it, what's interesting about the, the way that he was ridden is I thought he got, I know there's no doubt about it, they were obviously trying to, to win the contest, but he got a quiet rug in the inside. When they just got going, it was a little bit tapped, got a tiny bit of hamper come around the final bend. And I just think there's plenty more to come from him. I would not be writing him off. Plenty of people will see him get beat as a favourite in a race like that and go, oh, maybe that's as good as he is. I think there's plenty more. Um, they just need to let him loose. A little bit like Lucia, who was ridden similarly a couple of times before being let go from the front and allowed to, and to storm home. Um, in Pose uh, yeah, plenty more to come, I would imagine. We see what happens with that one. I did think that was a good, uh, a good run in defeat. OK, let's get stuck into the uh, novice division then ahead of Cheltenham. And uh, well, we've got to start with the Supreme Novices Hurdle. The market did take a shake-up because we saw Mystical Power. We haven't seen Jericho de Repine for a little while. Uh, Ballyburn, of course, Caldwell Potter, which very good last time we saw that. In fact, might even have a top rating for some of these in terms of uh, what we're looking at for a Supreme at the minute. Um, Dermo, you've already mentioned Mystical Power, so I'll come to you first. It was an impressive uh, run that we saw there. And now sits at the top of a very open Supreme. 
Yeah, I saw people after the race trying to say that that he'd end up in the Ballymore because of his trainer and owner, but he didn't. He, he didn't look like a horse to me that wanted to uh, to be going open trip just yet. He was he was plenty quick. He, he was very very fast. Mark Walsh's confidence was was extremely notable. You know, he just held him off them and then came through. His jumping can definitely improve with a lot of willies. The jumping does. He doesn't school them a whole pile, so they they do tend to improve for racing. He's plenty short enough now, Dean, a four to one. Yeah. It does show how open this kind of market is. I mean, you know, you've got him and Jericho, the Rappinay, just further showing how strong a hand that JP has over this market now at the moment. And obviously a dream to shares in a race to get there. But uh, I mean, if he ended up with them three in a Supreme, it'd be hard to, uh, mm-hmm. to back against them. He's, but uh, both of those horses have been really impressive. Jericho, the Rappinay is kind of hard to judge, Dean. He's been fantastic, but they've been two dawdles. And I'm not going to get stuck in against him like I did with Shishkin at Constitution Hill based off trends and everything else. They, uh, I definitely wouldn't be putting anyone off him, but at the odds, considering what he's done so far in his career, I'm happy enough to kind of shirk him. This is one hell of a Supreme from a betting point of view. Um, We haven't had a Supreme this open in quite a while, really, bar maybe, way, yeah. maybe classical mm-hmm. dreams year, maybe was the last really open one. Um, and it just feels like this market still is undecided. The DRF, etc., could really kick this on even more. Um, at the moment, the kind of two at the odds that I like, Dean. Um, one of them at 14 to 1 with um with Bet MGM is Farron Glory, who I think his form yep. is only getting stronger. I know on Tubber let it down the last day, but um he didn't look right. To me, King of Kingsfield has come out of that Royal Bond and one since as well. Um, Farron Glory, I do believe he was going to win an entry. I know that Django Bay kept finding, but he was going very, very easily altogether. And I do think that, that he would have won that day. So his odds are probably big enough considering had he won that, he'd be a margin shorter. At 14 to 1, the strong pace will suit him. Um, he's a very, very good horse. From an each way point of view, I just think he's he's a very smooth one. Um, and then at huge odds, Dean, about a 25 to 1 with Ben MGM. Sorry, at huge odds. That's not Stephen Cass's huge odds. Sorry, but for, for me, <laughs> the, uh, the, um, the, I thought Daddy Longnecks, a bit of an overreaction to his run at Christmas. I thought he was very good um, on the run before that. And at Christmas time, he drifted like a barge with the ground. He didn't jump out of it. He's definitely ground dependent. He's another one that uh, at 25 to 1, I'm happy to find out whether or not, you know, he gets the right conditions. But he was absolutely awe-inspiring on the run before that. Last time at Christmas, the ground just went when he was behind Caldwell Potter. Um, the ground would have really suited that winner. It definitely did not suit him. He'll be one that I think could go very well at the DRF, where we do expect always to have better ground. Leprosound dries out like uh, like nothing else, really. So Daddy Longlegs at 25-1 to 1 and Farron Glory at 14-1, to Dean, would be my two bullets at the moment. Yep, fair. You know, at this point, we are looking for for where the, the ones are longer in the market than they should be. I mean, we know a good bit about the ones at the top, and you you have to kind of like either join the side and stick with it until until the race comes around, or try and look for these. Um, Farron Glory is an interesting one, but I, I know connections will be super brave with where they go. They obviously already went to to Aintree and came on stuff, but in the race, I think they were going to win if they get that one back. And um, he is a very very lively. Tanya, what do you make of the supreme picture at the moment? I think uh, that uh, the weekend or when Mystic Power ran and won, they were just desperate to 
put some context in the race and find a favourite. And when mm. Mystic Power did indeed oblige, I think going now in hindsight, looking back, it wouldn't have mattered since if Mystic Power, the distance it won by, whether it had been a short head or the, the manner it won by, that uh, was ready and waiting to grab favouritism. It does then sort of give the race a little bit of backbone now. We can now put sort of interwoven form in, into use. Now, Mystic Power, we, we didn't see the, the best of Mystic Power. We just saw the potential because there was no relevance to tempo. There was sort of no relevance to the number of runners in the race. Um, but you just go on the fact that it's out of Galileo and Annie Power and JP's won the race twice, but he's uh, certainly been near or close on a further 10 occasions. He's got 10 places in the race. So perhaps he's um, just wants to keep trying to win it. Uh, we got, well, of course he would. Uh, Jericho de Repinay, I thought that was an excellent run at Newbury where he just went away or did he go away from Secret Squirrel? But I think that's robust form because I don't think Secret Squirrel is any fool. I think Secret Squirrel is a horse that has some real potent pace, finishing a, a kick, a finishing kick. They didn't, wisely, they didn't utilise it to the maximum. You don't want to use that up, Jericho de Repinay or Secret Squirrel, but it put down the marker. Um, you mentioned Farron Glory. I love Farron Glory and was gutted for Farron Glory in what was the uh, rescheduled, uh, well, the Tolworth, which is now known as the Formby, a grade one. Like we were speaking about Mystic Power and Jer Jericho de Repinay. What is wrong with grade one for? Mm. And uh, Farron Glory has already won a, a grade one and the Royal Bond has good record when coming to the Cheltenham Festival. So, no surprise he came to Aintree and met the horse that I, another horse that I love in Jago Bay, which had already been beaten Tell Her Name just, just at Ascot. And then Tell Her Name then won at Huntingdon by a lap and then didn't appear at Aintree for whatever reason. That was just run a bad run, which then highlights the fact if a horse has a bad run, please, like Daddy Longley, just put a line through it because Tell Her Name has now gone on and won by a distance again. Uh, Django by, I just love that horse. It just seems to plough on. And Nicky, Nicky Henderson's won a few Supremes. He's, I think he's won five Supremes. Willie Mullins has won seven. And, and Django Bay's at a huge, huge odds. I get Farron Glory. If Farron Glory turns up here, it's very hard to uh, not believe that uh, Django Bay can beat him because Farron Glory was travelling with so many handfuls. But there was a, still a long way to go. I'm in the Django Bay camp. And very, it's ominous if Farangori turns up here. So I've already flagged up um, Django Bay for this and Farangori should he disappear to Wednesday. Yep. But yeah, I'll be sticking with uh, Nikki Henderson um, in this. So, so sorry, JP. You got some lovely, lovely runners in the race and you probably <laughs> will beat me. But I am mindful that uh, your horses have been placed and then gone on to win champion hurdles and all sorts since then. So it's no bad thing. Yeah, it's not always the the you yeah. know the only target in their careers. He gets the no. very good horses. Supreme sometimes comes a bit soon for some of the very best ones. Django Bay thirty three to one yeah. with our sponsors at BetMGM. Okay, Stephen Cass, put some uh, put some light into your supreme thinking at this point. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be as positive on mystical power as the guys. I think he's a pretty a bad favorite as favorite goes for the supreme at this sure. stage. Like Jagaro wouldn't be. That highly thought of, well beaten on his debut, looked okay the next day at Navin, but I don't think he's any great shakes. So, so 
it's the sexiness of the profile. Like he didn't jump great. I don't think that matters that much with Willies in the Supreme. They only jump eight obstacles. Willies could probably kick two of them out of the way or three of them and still win, you know, the way Willies run to the line. Like Champagne Fever was a bad jumper. Faheen was a terrible jumper. Um Annie Power was a bit better. Classical Dream, another bad jumper. They all won. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about the jumping. I would be worried that he got behind the bridle a lot, though. He might get out of his ground. A horse like Jericho de Repine, who's a bit of a travelly thing and a slicker jumper, could have mystical power in a lot of trouble. So I'd be quite negative on mystical power at the moment, um, especially given that we've a grade one over two miles to come at Leopardstown. That's likely to actually give us the favours. So taking four to one um, at the moment about him wouldn't appeal to me. Uh, Ballyburn, I, uh, he's a bit more in the champagne fever mould, but at the same time, he, he yeah, he he looks a two and a half miler to me, so he should be going two and a half mile race. Um, if you ask me, we'll see where he goes at Leopardstown. I doubt they'll go up two six, so two mile at Leopardstown tell a lot with him. But it, it kind of gives a nice shape to the betting because the the ones at the top can be taken on. Jericho de Repine has been very impressive, but. I think, and Tanya nearly alluded to it there, I'm not sure you did or not, Tanya, not to put words in your mouth, but I don't think Secret Squirrel was off the last day. Yeah, yeah, so- yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It just, I just, I totally agree in the respect that he could have closed in a lot nearer yeah. to Jericho to replicate because I'm watching his Kempton run, he's got so much more of acceleration after the last, and, um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened there. He sort they, of they weren't said, very hard in him anyway. No, so no, no, even no. if you're taking Secret Squirrel, who, oh, God, I don't know. Like, Secret Squirrel, like, what, he's rated 124. Um, you He'll know. go to entry, surely, with his Yeah, pack. yeah, but I just thought that the, the form of Jericho de Repine isn't there yet either. Um, look, I, I think there's two bets to be had in the race. Uh, one That's of them, what we want. Yeah, look, a, a dream to share is fine. He is in work and he is working well. Uh, it's just well, like the Piper calls the tune. Frank Berry and JP will decide whether this horse goes in a maiden hurdle and then goes to Cheltenham. Mm. But if he does, uh, there is six to one non runner no bet out there, and he's the best horse in the race with the best form. Certainly, um, I could see him making into a good uh, hurdler. I just think he's a better horse than all these. So they won't be sending him unless they want to go and win the race with him. So I I, I think six to one, uh, a dream to share, isn't a bad price. Um, that's out you there. Want the, w- you want the cover of with a run though at this point. Definitely. Right? So that's why, because like, there's eight and ten, I think it's eight to one there with Bet and GM, but yeah, you want that yeah. cover. I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you need that cover. And we're sponsored by BetMGM, so we won't we won't mention the other bookies, but you do have to back that uh, non-runner no bet. And the other one, and there's take a bit of explaining, but I think the form is very good. Arguably the best uh, novice hurdle form so far this year, I would say, is a horse called Slade Steel of Henry de Bromheads. Um, this horse, he won a bumper, which is rare enough, but getting a bit more common for Henry. Then he was beaten by Ballyburn, but John Gleeson now wasn't his finest hour that day. He had him last and he had him out wide and he had him off the pace and Patrick uh, went, then stole the race on Ballyburn. So he was he was beaten in that race at Punchstown, but his novice hurdle form, I think, is very good. So he beat King of Kingsfield over two miles at Nace by five and a half lengths. We know that that's really strong form. And then he went to to Navin in a grade two and beat Lecky Watson. Now, I thought Lecky Watson showed up really well in the Lawlers and Nace. Stellar Story was third that day. 
uh, stellar story then went and ran really well behind Lachlan at Limerick. So I think that form is really good. He is only entered over two miles at the DRF. He's not entered over two six. So my angle with um the, the, as well as that the day at Navan. Now I'm not a big times man, but he was 16 seconds faster than the Fishery Lane. Uh, over the same course of distance and looking at relative to the rest of the car at the time was amazing uh, I think he's a really good animal he's definitely a stayer at two miles he'll only go if he goes two miles at Leprechaun and wins otherwise he's going up trip to the Ballymore he's 20 to 1 non-runner no bet uh, I wouldn't be going near anything that's not non-runner no bet but I think he could be 3 to 1 favourite if he goes and wins at Leprechaun well Uh or else he's not running. So I think that that 20 to 1 non runner, no bet on Slade Steel um, is how that'd be my main bet in the race. Nice, nice. Yeah. And of course, you know, the DRF is always the time where so many clues are uh, uh, turned into facts. And that's what you're looking for. So yeah, okay. But interesting. Now, only has that entry there. Um, Slade Steel thrown in 25 to 1, obviously, that's the term with uh, Bet MGM. But non runner, no bet is available in places. Everyone will get there eventually. Uh, but they're not there yet. Okay, so they still. Uh, the one horse we didn't mention, and I don't know, maybe everyone here knows why, and I don't, is Caldwell Potter. Is it just yeah. because it went to Leopardstown and won on the desperate ground and won rights off the form? I think they expected it to go and win. I think it did go and win. And um, what's wrong with that? Anyone have a view? Well, I'm not sure they expected it to go and win. They had the favourite in the race, didn't they? Uh... <laughs> but I, yeah, but you remember Jack? Jack wrote this one, and his comments afterwards, and this is where I'm getting this from was that I expected that. I expected I was in the right one. I expected him to come through and do what he did. Like, that's pretty strong. They've got good horse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'd be up to you. They're pretty much the same price. Firing Glory's grade one form on better ground is better than Caldwell Potter's. Um, Fair. And he does look like a real stayer. I mean, I, I, it, it depends on the ground. But yeah, he's a bit like Mighty Potter in a way. He's that kind he's of a, a brother, a, isn't he? I think, well, he is, but he's yeah, not a profile probably. of a horse going yeah. into a supreme. I know Dermo yeah. like Mike Potter. I, I, sure did. Yeah, I'd, I'd like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like him anyway. I thought he looked like an absolute grinder, and he'll be done for tow. Okay. All right. And um, they also, you know, Fred Farron Glory, even the day he won the Royal Bond, and said that Firefox was the best horse. And we haven't even mentioned that one here. So, you know, that's the thing with novices, though, isn't it? They surprise you on the track. Maybe not always the homework comes through. And you find out what they do when they're in the heat of battle. Some of these battles are getting tougher now as we approach the DRF. Okay, look, we've, we've spun through the Supreme. I think a few interesting ones picked out there. Certainly the bigger price ones I thought were interesting. Daddy Longlegs don't write that off. Uh, Django Bay still in there, uh, very much in Tanya's thinking. And Slade Steel, a few flyers are possible. Um, okay, why don't we move on to the Ballymore? We can, we can talk about some of the same horses in here, of course, because Ballyburn um, has been, you know, mixing around the top of this market. Obviously, the DRF to come. Reading Tommy wrong was the uh, was the surprise result recently that shook this one up, Tanya. Um, <laughs> caught, caught everyone by surprise. <laughs> I think everyone, if uh, even watching the replay, was doing this to reading Tommy wrong. <laughs> um, we mentioned. Uh, He's not a bad jumper. It just um, it just hit everything. Um, he's got so much. He had so much pace uh, in between the hurdles and was able to keep up with um, his sort of rivals. That, that was that's what amazed me. And he's just showed how robust and strong he was. And yeah, I watched the replay again. I thought, oh no, that kind of one. That kind of one. So fair play to reading Tommy wrong. Um, now, you, two trains of thought. Out of that race, had he have not 
hit hurdles and sort of seemed hesitant as he approached a hurdle, had he be fluent, how far will he have won? You could have that train of thought. Or you could have the, the train of thought of if he replicates that run, obviously it's a really strong run considering the back those behind him. Surely the uh, no, Stephen's already said you can be a bad jumper and still win at Cheltenham. Surely there'll be others in the race that will make use and he'll make his error, then he'll catch up the rivals because he's a strong, robust sort. There'll be others in the contest. Um, he's, <laughs> he certainly posed the question to um, Il Antarctique. Uh, that, that was good enough. That was good enough for me. He, he he gives me a wry smile and I wouldn't want him, as he comes to the final hurdle at Cheltenham, I wouldn't want him contesting the one that I've backed. I wouldn't want him running <laughs> yeah. against me I because uh, I appreciate if he's got to that point um, and he's still in there, that his strength and power would be a big danger to whoever I pick out or whoever I picked out coming up that that hill. He's a, he's a wonderful, wonderful. It was almost I, like I, a mugging, Tanya, in that it race. Was. I thought it was, he, a, he, was he, such he, a strong contest, but it was almost like in, in, in Atlantic, you've seen the replay yeah. and he's so, he's clear and he's going to yeah. win. You're just wondering how far he extends. And then, hold on a minute, what's that? <laughs> but he got himself so far behind because yep. um, Daryl was uh, sort of making him go over the hurdles and, and letting him do it rather than making reading Tommy Wrong's mind up. I, I do appreciate that and I, I do commend Daryl for that. Just letting the horse do it himself and look how he's been rewarded because he's if you try and ask, I presume if you try and ask a horse and then it makes its mistake, then you expend too much energy, mm-hmm. whereas um, the horse just kept ploughing through. So he's got some constitution reading, Tommy Wrong, real constitution. And, it, and he puts a good mark, marker up in the Ballymore. Um, Willie Mullins has won this umpteen times. Um, it's a race that Nigel Twiston Davis has won three times. Gordon Elliott's won a couple of times. But I might be edging for a GB win here. We haven't, GB have not won it since 2017 with Willoughby Court. But we've got some potential protagonists. Uh, Harry Fry's got Skidlier Park, who looked to me at, uh, I think it was at Newbury, that jumping over the last, he was, it was almost as if he was going down to the start. Mm. He looks, a mo- he looks huge. Uh, he looks an absolute enormous sort. But he already looks um, a chaser, but he's just got uh, everything it takes potentially to win at Cheltenham. And then um, Johnny Delahaye has got three horses that he could like put in there and have a massive chance with Captain Teague, who regained his winning thread last time out in the stigmatised cello, I'll call it, because everyone presumes that once you win a cello, you've, everyone will trot out the stat that only X and like, very few go on to win at the Cheltenham Festival. But he regained the winning thread after losing to um, the Evan Williams horse, Milella, at um, Cheltenham. Then you have Welcome to Catray, who I really do love. Um, got beat by Beat the Bat. At Ascot, they pulled well, well clear, and then Welcome to Catray subsequently come out and won very easily itself. And then Johnny Delahaye and Paul Nichols have got Envoy Allen's brother in Joya Allen, who has just raced once. You could hardly see it because Exeter on that day was just the rain was so heavy or mixed with mist. But he plowed, that's the key though, he ploughed through heavy ground. But what he has done, he finished second to tell her name in a point. 
in a point to point. So Joy Allen could be the surprise package of all of these. But once again, you don't know what the Paul Nichols plans is. Um, with that in mind, I mentioned all the three Paul Nichols. So nearer to the day, I'll know which one's going. But yep. I'll go with Gidlia Park. I'll put that up because that we don't know how good that is. Those behind, perhaps not good enough to put up against what reading Tommy wrong has put up. But then Gidley Park wasn't tested. He could have gone and kept going round. And we don't know how quick he, he can accelerate. He looks very, very talented. Sure does. Walking the park, I think, Gidley Park. And, um, I think, yeah. you know, there's, there's some disparity in the, in the ant postmarks, as you would expect. There's bigger four teams in place, mm -hmm. as low as eight. And 12 to one currently with Ben Jim. I mean, there could be anything to come from there. Will we get a UK winner, Stephen? Yeah, we we might. And I tell you, I, one that I, I, I think won't be winning is, is Gidley Park. I thought he looked a <laughs> rotten, rotten yoke now. Like, oh, um, wow. I, 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 first of all, the form. I, I wouldn't mind that anyway, but it was the way he carried himself. Like, head up in the air, didn't know what he was doing. Lugged left then on the run-in. Harry Fry hates running them. He, like, he won't get that much experience. Also, he's walking the park. Like, walking well, the park. We know you don't like walking oh. the park. Well, like, <laughs> that's, his, that's his third run, Stephen. He's entitled to be a little bit kind of new to school. Look, T Tanya's a knowledgeable old solo. T T Tanya, have a guess how many walk in the parks nope. have, achie have achieved an official rating of 150. No, it's obviously you don't do that if a tour loads. Yeah. How many walk in the parks would you say? No, are go on, you're going to tell plus? me. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. eight, eight ever. Like they all flatter. They, they, they flatter <laughs> to deceive. Uh, they seem to be good young horses that don't progress. And he looks like a, they all have a quirk, you know. That's the mantra yeah. now, now as well. In fairness. He didn't look as though he was showboating, though, did he? He just, as you said, he just looked um, a disaster. On the, I thought uh, he looked it, a difficult <laughs> ride. I thought he was, I thought he hung up the straight yeah. after the last. Uh, I didn't like his head carriage. Typical walk in the park. Could couldn't have him now. Like like, like presenting at forty three horses, one fifty plus Flemingsford forty two. Walk in the park isn't young. He's had, he's had a lot. He, he he just I don't know. They don't train on if you ask me. To the extent of other sires, uh, Westerner be like an equivalent sire, and he is twenty. Uh, I just don't like walk in the parks as a general rule. And I God, he was a prime example of one. Now I thought, uh, but yeah, an English winner, I think it's possible a bit of a mad one now, but I, I was hugely impressed. Uh, and I'd love to hear what Tanya thinks, because she'd be more in tune with the UK form. I was hugely impressed with Manella Missile. He's yes. obviously not flashy at home, but he fairly traveled into that Ballymore now. And I didn't think he needed to go up and trip. Uh, yes. He was getting a little bit away from Captain Teague, but come the line, and I know the big Diane was upside him on the run, but come the line, he really went away from him well. Um, I backed him last night at 130 on the exchange. I just thought that was a crazy price, given that this is the, the trip for him. Um, I hope the horse is okay. I hope they get another run into yes. him. Yeah. But arguably, arguably, certainly the best piece of novice hurdle form in the UK, I would say. Um so yeah, I just think he's he's fifty to one. I, let, let me check what he is with our with our good sponsors at BetMGM, who I'm sure will be giving us loads of tickets and bringing us the boxes. And stuff. <laughs> we, better, <laughs> we better be nice. Thirty-three to one, the missile. Thirty-three was... to one. Yeah, like, I just I just think he he's been underrated, and I think the UK could oh. have one there because God knows what's going to progress in the Irish uh, at the moment because it's just like five or six out of the top seven in the betting are Willie Mullins, and we don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, I was thought that um, with Manila Missile, I was flagging him up for Friday. But if he does appear in the Albert Park, if he does appear here, you know what was wrong with Manila Missile? Literally nothing. Uh, yeah. All the talk was, 
or Captain, what, ha what happened to Captain Teague? There was no, oh, well done, Manila Missile. Um, mm. Then when Captain Teague reappeared, it was Captain Teague was beat last time out, but there was no mention of Ubai. Yeah, and I, think, he ran, I think Captain Teague ran his race at Cheltenham. I yeah, think he was beaten yeah. by a horse um, on the day. Now, at the weights, they'd be the same horse. I yes. think he was getting three pounds. Yeah, oh, he was actually getting like five, five, five pounds, pounds that yeah. day. But, but Manella Missile did really well at the end. And he's entitled to come on again, I would have thought. Um, he jumped as if he'd been heard, had about five or six hurdle races. He uh, Adam Wedge was brilliant in the fact that the line that he took on Manella Missile because he went on on the inside line um, to get a first run on Captain Teague. But then he showed himself as uh, equal, if not miles better, as he did in the race itself. And he will run on, uh, come on for that run. So, yes, I, I, I don't, um, I'm with you there, but I thought he might go up in, in trip, but he's he more might. than capable. He might, he might. But who's to say, and at those prices, that is absolutely ludicrous, as you said. Another Dungarvan, I didn't even realise now, after clicking into him, and I didn't know this, but bred by Michael Tobin, who's another Dungarvan man, so here's, there's another reason to support the horse. Dungarvan connection with racing never ends. The stars are aligning for you, Mr. <laughs> Cassidy. If Minella Missile turns up here, at a, well, it wouldn't be a whopping price if it does turn up, because things will have gone well in between. Uh, I'd imagine that that would be uh, an interesting run. Evan Williams, of course. Go on, Demo, let's have a go at the Ballymore. You're up. Uh, yeah, I, I do value that nice race very much. So um, as much as reading Tommy wrong one, I, I, I do think Daryl Jacob uh, rode them all to sleep. I think uh, if Paul Townend could could get that ride back again, he wouldn't have made so much use uh, of an Atlantique who I actually like for this race very much. So um, I thought that Atlantique had to beat about three horses and then just couldn't <laughs> hold off reading, reading Tommy wrong. He was... didn't know that one was still there. Yeah, like you know, he he just literally he beat uh, he beat off Firefox, and then he he had he Paul Town and must have thought I have this one, and then all of a sudden reading Tommy Wrong, who who also hit the last, like it, it was a super run. But reading Tommy Wrong for me would scream out to me as being a bit of a Albert Bartlett horse potentially, and I'd be looking here at Atlantic. I think the way Willie Munnan spoke afterwards as well was he said that Daryl Jacob mugged them all basically is what he said, and he said that we won't be making as much use of. Atlantique again. I think Paul Town just... won't be let that happen again. No, and <laughs> a bit more of a conservative ride, and I do think that that horse wins that race, and I do think we'd be looking at a, a decently strong favourite, because as much as um, I agree that I do think Ballyburn goes up and trip, I, I think they're going to run Ballyburn in the Supreme. Willie Mullins always... Willie Mullins always has one main horse, and the rest of them get based off at Fasal Vega. <laughs> and then, basically, he, he plots the rest of them around that one main horse... It does has screamed all season that Ballyborn is their main novice hurdler, and it does strike me that he will end up in the Supreme. I really like Atlantic. I was willing, more than willing to forgive that effort, especially on the ground. And I just think a more conservative ride, nine to one with BetMGM. I think he'd be much much shorter on the day. Yeah, I think you might have you might have hit the nail there. If you can get the Willie Mullins bingo right, I think this will be favourite for the race when we get there on the day and. If that's the case, then those prices look very big now. And um, you're always obviously looking at plenty of unbeaten flesh at bigger prices around the place. This one has got a defeat on it on its card already. But um, yeah, if you stop that replay, you know, ten seconds before they hit the line, he's going to go and win four or five lengths, and in a very very hot race. So yeah, I can see that could be market leader. That'd be my uh, my fancy for. I think that'll go favourite uh, for this race anyway. That's Atlantique.
Uh, if there's no chap on this contest, we will move to the Albert Bartlett. And uh, reading Tommy wrong, this could be where it goes. And this could be the favourite for this race, don't I? It could, it could easily. I think that high class hero, they, they, they do seem to really like him. Uh, there, there's a lot of talk about him. I'm not mad about him now at all, but they do seem to be talking a lot about him. I really like Lachlan here, Dean. I just thought what he did at Limerick at Christmas time was was really, really good. Um, still looked like a bit of a dope. Jumping at times was quite, quite still has to get there. But again, Willie Mullins' horses, Willie does not school them. So they all improve as they race on. Um, and But this lad... I just loved the way that he picked up from what was a bit of a dawdle. He he held them all off. He had them beaten, and then they they did fly back at him, and he was able to hold them off. Um, that's a again a serious trial for this race. Um, I have got flack from Stephen Cass in the past about tipping oh, horses. Oh, Limerick, heavy ground Limerick farm. You can't get enough of it, you. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's my third time ever tipping horses in the race, but yeah, the yeah. Uh, the. Lachlan, I do really like him. Um, I liked him last season. Brian Hayes actually put him up as one of his horses to follow last season. He he really liked him as a bumper horse. I kind of tracked him through because of that. And yeah, no, I really liked it. I Sean O'Keefe gave him a screaming ride as well. And while we'll know an awful lot more after the DRF, um, I do think that this lad could well go in as maybe the second or third of Willie Mullins' horse in this, but he... He's won the Albert Bartlett with horses of that ilk before. Yeah, it's so not always it's, the one you think in that race. It's attritional stuff. Yeah. And, I don't think they know from homework really with staying novices half the time really because, you know, they've, they're they all plotters. So I think the, the track t- teaches us more. So Lachlan for me, Dean, I, I, I'm very keen on him. Very, very 14 keen. to 1 currently with the sponsors of Bet Gems. Lachlan, they go reading Tommy Wrong 8. 12 to 1 high class hero you just mentioned there. Uh, Bally Bally, I think this is the least likely race this one's going to turn up is in there for 16 to 1 uh, you've got a couple of the other ones we've already discussed Lecky Watson Captain Teagle in there around that price Stephen Cass yeah Lachlan's interesting I think that Limerick race even though they kind of finished in a heap wasn't that bad because they went no pace so they kind of had no choice but to finish in a heap the thing with Lachlan is He's absolutely enormous. And I mean enormous now. He was twice as big as everything else in that Limerick race. And the hurly-burly of an Albert Bartlett. And this will be a big field because it is very, very open, I think. And the English have quite a few as well. So, like, you're going to get 20 runners in this. Not sure the hurly-burly of an Albert Bartlett will suit him, but I can definitely see where Dermot's coming from. Um, and he is a big price. The the one I like is Stellar Story. Ye all love Villa Atlantique, who's a soft old yoke and a finish. This fella even managed to beat him uh, in a bumper, which wouldn't have been his trip. Um, he's an absolute stare. Like he's, he, I think he's a full brother to the storyteller. Actually, looks very like him. Uh, so he to 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 win two out of three bumpers. Um, what was good going? Like he he finished ahead of Caldwell Potter as well when he won his bumper beating at Antique. Very good form. He beat Largy Hill then in a two and a half mile maiden hurdle, and then I I think Slade Steele is really 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 good, and he was third to him, slightly outpaced. Needs to go up and trip. Went up and trip at Limerick, and I think he was outridden at Limerick. So uh, oh, I actually can't remember who was riding, but Sean O'Keefe was riding. Donna Myla. Done a miler, okay. And Sean O'Keefe was riding Lachlan, and I thought he stole the race by kicking on there off the bend at Limerick. Um, stellar story, overjumped the second last, got a few lengths back, and he was flying home. Def- definitely, if it was another furlong at Limerick, Stellar story would have finished ahead of Lachlan. Uh, I think three miles Cheltenham will really suit him because it's going to be a real grind, especially if they got soft ground. Um, he's twelve to one for the DRF, uh, for the two mile six race. Uh, I don't think that's a bad price at all, but I think tw- there's only one race for this fella. I mean, he's 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 kind of 
25 to 1 for this race. Um, and it's the only race he could go for, and he's just a real grinder, stayer. Uh, yeah, so so stellar story, and he's he'll have plenty of experience by the time the race comes. Form is very good, yeah, really like him. That Limerick heavy ground form, Stephen, that's what you want. I love it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm le- learning from the master. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. 20 to 1 with Ben GM and stellar story, uh, to, to turn around uh, the, the bit of form that it has from Limerick on that heavy ground, uh, with Lock Lynn. Uh, okay, good shout. All right, Tanya, over to you for the uh, the potato race, as they call it, the Albert Bartlett. Yeah. You, you need a different kind of horse, and this is yes. going to be competitive. You do. Uh, it's not one for the favourites either. It's uh, been a, It was first run in 2005, and it's not been great at all for the favourites. It's uh, You need a different kind of horse, as you mentioned. You need a horse that maybe have run three or four times previous prior to Cheltenham. Um uh, shown shown its hand, maybe it'd been beaten a few times as well. So um, with that, well, in that in mind, I thought the Manila Missile, even though um, it's run, run so well, that might be here. But that aside, because there's a decision that maybe he, he wins uh, uh, the, the Ballymore. How about I will be by for Willie, um, who won on New Year's Day at Fairy House. He wasn't even the favourite that day. My trump card was the favourite that day. Uh, And kind of surprised in the fact that it was uh, such a smooth hurdler. The hurdles that, and even coming in the closing stages, the last two hurdles, when you are a novice and you ought to be getting tired and you ought to be inexperienced, he sort of popped over the final hurdle against my trump card and just galloped away. And I think there's plenty um, of stamina in there as well. Um, he, he impressed. Uh, he got lost on Newsday because the, as the festive period, there's so much more to be looking at and he's nice odds and you don't automatically many people automatically go towards the top of the market that's a trap normally with the other Bartlett um and he's sort of not really mentioned at all I will be by so he's going to be a bit of value he he's a fair price isn't he I will be by 100% is a fair price I was actually there that day and he's very very smooth um, yeah, it was a fair ass. I brought the kids along and they backed it. So we were all. Did they, was that because he was grey? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, uh... they, they went with the jockey and the one that was slightly better priced than, than the than trump my... card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and we were jumping up and down watching it win. And you knew it was going to win two out. You knew how yeah. smoothly it was travelling, even though you know the odds would have told you that it wasn't there. It wasn't fancy to go and beat the favourite. Yeah, I think that run, as you're right, because there's so much going on that day, uh, will get slightly overlooked. Uh, I will be by it's 20 to 1 currently nice. GM for this. And uh, yeah, why not? Fairy House form, is, it takes a good, that, that hill is stiff enough at Fairy House, it's deceiving. And I, I do like to take that for, that form always forward to Cheltenham. Okay, there's, there's a live chance there at big price from a strong yard who's already got uh, decent form. Okay, interesting one to throw into the mix there. Uh, we've got you know, one more race in this kind of novices division. You can go pick out a few others for, for anything else if you want. But um, Dermo, you put in here, let's do the triumph hurdle quickly. Is that because Burdett Road is an absolute stone cold <laughs> certainty? Cannot be beat. Triumph is done. Don't care who turns up. There isn't a horse out there that can touch this. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> not quite I do really like him uh, he's very very good he's plenty sure really but uh, I really sure like what I really liked what he did at Cheltenham that day as well Harry Cobden really gave him a great education and, and Harry actually left plenty to do really I'd say Harry didn't mind if he was beaten really that day uh, but very he, educational and still destroyed them That's still, still won't which is a sign 
of a very good horse. Um, obviously really, really highly rated in the flat. So yeah, look, he's extremely interesting. I just kind of like the grade two form from Christmas. And I think because Mighty Bandit uh, collapsed in that race, that mm. again, we we get stuck on that. And then we never seem to give, when a strong favourite collapses, we don't then give the winner any praise, praise at all. Mm. Kala Conti was very good. And she, I, 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 that horse is 16 to one for a triumph. Um, what that horse did that day was excellent and saw off a very decent field away from Mighty Bandit. Um, handled handled the ground, won't mind it a bit better. 16 to one for a grade two winner. We will learn an awful lot more, but I know we love backing promise with horses, but you know, this horse has done it at a decent level already and for some reason it's 16 to one. So yeah, that's where I'd be leaning anyway. Fair enough. Okay, Calaconti, of course, is uh, the Rob Cole Gordon Elliott. Uh, was Dan Gilligan on the side of the board that day. You're right. Everyone was talking about Mike Bandit. So that race kind of like, oh, you know, didn't go the way it planned. Wonder what's wrong with that horse rather than what happened. Uh, fair enough. Uh, it won't be uh, Burnett Road, though, anyway, Tanya. So does it matter? <laughs> of course it matters. Uh, five <laughs> of the last 10 favourites have won this race. Um, Willie's won it for the three of the last four years. Nicky yep. Henderson's won it seven years. I wouldn't say it wouldn't be Burdett Road, but I wouldn't. He's very, very short now. We don't know where. There, there's a lot of indecision where Burdett Road goes next. So is he going to go to the Dublin Racing Festival? It'd be lovely if he, he could, or is he going to go straight to Cheltenham? Um, we know the potent finishing kick now and. Um, we just can't wait to see him again now. See that with a um, horse like that, Tanya. Sorry to labour on it. I love this horse, right? But like he's got so much already in the book. He's not your typical one no. coming to this. You know, no. sometimes you wait no, to see no. Adonis and they've only run once or twice and they're they're straight into the market. This one's been around the block. It's been to all the big the big battles on the flat. Um I I don't know if they get another run or don't. Don't think it matters. But go on, what do you actually like? I love Stormheart. Okay. So bring Burdett Road on. Bring him, <laughs> <laughs> bring him on uh, in the Dublin uh, Festival. Stormheart uh, was very, very impressive at punches down on New Year's Eve. Perhaps it's asking a bit much to meet Burdett Road at this point, but it'd be lovely to meet him um, at the Cheltenham Festival with Stormheart. Um, yep. He's a lovely big sort. I, I find with the Cheltenham Festival, many people fall in the trap that, yes, it is over the two miles, but you want further for this. You really do want that little bit extra because um, – and also, how many runners will turn up? Because of the um, sort of dilution of the races, less and less horses have been turning up for this contest. So maybe the pace will be a lot, un, you know, not Burdett Road-like. You'll mm. probably want to run off a fast pace. There's others to consider. There is Salva of Gary Moores, who didn't stop to win the finale at Chepstow, but um, – we just don't know how strong that form is, but he, he keeps keeps producing good runs. Um, that, Nicky that Henderson, Tanya, I mean, Tanya, if, uh? I can if I can interrupt on Salver, he won the finale by twenty one lengths, and he's been given a mark of one twenty eight. Like you have yeah. to go, you have to just hold on to him and go for the boot. You've got to see the yes. stars. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah, money yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, like, but 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 it's Gary Moore. They like they might go for Cheltenham at the end of the month and ruin his handicap mark and finish seventh in the triumph. But like, <laughs> should they should be hanging on to him for the boodles and not running in the triumph? I would have thought. Nick has rubbed his hands yeah. together. Perhaps he ran Sergino on uh, Boxing Day. Oh no, the twenty seventh of December at Kempton. Um, and he's won this race many, many times before. 
um, and Sergino, I think, run won a Kempton race at Nicky's won a few times before and um, come this route. So Sergino, yeah. we don't know um, how good that will be um, and has been quite muted in talk. No, no one's mentioned Sergino. And then there's Bunting as well. So I get what you're saying about Salva. Um, I was just throwing up possibilities. I mean, I'm Stormheart camp. I am in a Stormheart um, yeah. yeah, and you yeah. know, they, 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 it is possible that Burnett Road will turn for the DRF and take on Stormheart at the minute. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, looking at the prices, I think they've Burnett's eight Stormheart twos. That tells you what the market already thinks of yeah, uh, yeah. Tanya's fancy there. Stormheart uh, is not favourite, though, no. for the Triumph. Stephen, what, what do you like? Well, I, I think they'd be mad now to go, like, it's hard enough taking on Willie in a home a home match in England, but don't. They'd be mad to come over for one. Like, because there, there is, uh, I think, in Fakir Duderis, isn't there? Uh, there's a juvenile race um, at Cheltenham Trials Day. There always has been, anyway. So I presume there still is. So, I mean, that's the race to go for as you Oh, friend. yeah. They'll, they'll have another yeah. option. They don't have to come to Ireland. Um, yeah. They can stamp their authority at Presbury Park when it, when it matters. Yeah. And yeah, look, I'm all, I'm all for the, the mid season clashes. But I do, if I was training Bernard Road and owning them, I'd be like, look, we'll, we'll take on Willie at Cheltenham. Wait, wait for that. I just don't, it wouldn't make sense to have such a hard race uh, when you don't need to. Now, I do yeah. think that horse you're saying he's loads of experience. He did everything wrong at Huntington and he did everything wrong at Cheltenham. He does, he's way too keen. He's not a good jumper. They dropped him out the last day. I think he's a bad favourite. Now, I napped him the last day, Dean. You know, it's not, I've nothing against the horse. I love him, but I couldn't have him on my mind in a triumph hurdle, uh, which is a staying race on the new course. Like, it's just not going to suit him, I don't think. Um, Sergino is very babyish again you'd like to see him show more I agree with Tanya I thought Stormheart was he just took your eye out now he's, he, he has a serious turn of foot and he's a stare at the trip uh, my worry with him would be he's got quite a bit of knee action by Storm the Stars as well those pedigrees they're, they're like soft ground and geez, if it was a bit if the ground was drying out the Friday now I, I, I'd be going off him but he, he now he's 2-1 to one favourite at the moment for the DRF if he goes and wins that. He he's kind of horse could be six to four on the day. So I think yeah. seven to one is fine. Um he'd be definitely my most likely winner. Uh, and another betting angle um in in Tilato of Joseph's. So he's going to Leperstown definitely. Joseph said that on the Nick Luck podcast. Um it'd be very unlike Joseph to bother going to the Triumph unless he you know, he'd back off a horse generally. Like, he didn't run no threat at the Triumph. He doesn't run too many. Uh, he tends to go easy on them when they're young anyway. So he he nearly wanted to be winning at Leopardstown to go to the Triumph. And he's 16-1, to non-runner, no bet. So that'd be kind of a betting angle um, into Lotto. I think that's a good bet. But at the same time, I think Stormheart's the most likely winner. And I'm going to name a completely... This is crazy now. This one, this he'd be. Do we have a hundred to one shot? Two hundred. Oh, no, this, 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 this thing. He's not. He's not even on the exchange, and he'd be a thousand oh. if he was right. Uh, Mister Lincoln is his name. He was good. He was eighty six on the flat, like a really good horse. Um, he was second to Bunting at Limerick, and he really was. Uh, he travelled really well that day. So if he wins a maiden hurdle and goes, he'll be a hundred, two hundred to one on the day. And he's the kind of horse, given he's such a travelly thing, he could place. But I don't want to talk too much about him. Uh, I think. I think. I think Stormheart's the most likely winner. Um, and in Tolato at 16 to 1 on a runner bet is a good bet to do because you'll probably just get your stake back or he'll be coming here having won at Leopardstown. Thank you. Thank you. You know, as is kind of my catchphrase, if something has to finish second, the bird at Admire how much effort has been put in to try and find have you done? Have you done a bird at road factor file double? 100% I have. Of course I have. You'll 
never be. You've quit the. I, I'm. I'm going host. You'd love uh, a shop full of music. I'll host next year when you're retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, look, I really enjoyed that. We got through. I think pretty much um, everything we wanted to talk about there. There, there is one more line in the agenda, of course, and that was: Is there an anti-post bet there? I mean, we've mentioned plenty of them through uh, the course of going through the races. If you could only have one, then which horse you backing out of all those races, anti-post right now? Uh, the one I'm backing, Antipos right now is uh, Fire and Glory, fourteen to one. Just uh, mm-hmm. back fire, in the Supreme, fire too yeah. big a price, yeah, fire too big. Yeah, yeah. Overlooked after that fall, you'd imagine he'll come out and do something good in between uh, now and then. Stephen Katz. Oh well, I backed a few of my like. Well, you give us a few already, yeah. I have backed an Elemis. I... I did back um, Stormheart, but I think that nearly leave it at sevens. Um, I backed Manila Missile, and I did back. Now this is probably when you're going to get your money back on. Uh, but I think Slade Steele's a really good horse and that non-runner will bet 20 to 1 for the Supreme. He's only going there, I think, nearly if he wins at Jefferson. So I think that's Fair. the best, most sensible bet to do at the moment. Okay. Tanya, there were a few from you left field during the course of the yeah. ramblings today. Uh, if you had to just nail one, just make sure you had the voucher. I will be by in okay. the Albert Bartlett. Yeah, I just think that the, it's wonderful. When, when you said this weekend it was so busy, if we mm. go back this weekend, there's so many horses that you could find and that's what happened with our will be by on uh, new year's day and that would yep. be the yeah fair fair okay i thought the the most interesting thing to to come out of this and it is purely like you know value isn't always uh isn't always the the driver of this you look at that market for the valley morris is i do think the atlantique is going to go off favor there currently and um, close to double figures that's probably the safest proposition out there loads of um potential uh, loads of unbeaten horses that we talked about. I do think that one should be in there. And Burdett Road with the Triumph. It's been my absolute pleasure <laughs> to talk to Stephen Cass, Daniel Stevenson, and Devin <laughs> Brought to you at gambling.com. And of course, BetMGM. Welcome aboard, chaps. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be integrating more as we go through uh, the course of the rest of the National Hunt season. My thanks to Tanya, Stephen, Devin. This has been the race. Relentless, remorseless, and proudly caught that star into submission.